0: Hey friends, it's Genevieve Angelique. Welcome back to my OGs and hello to those of you who are listening for the first time. For those of you who don't know me, allow me to introduce myself. Who am I? I'm basically your Jill of all trades. I'm an entrepreneur, a creative mastermind, and your favorite around-the-way girl who's obsessed with storytelling and building community. I'm Boston-born, Cambridge-raised, Howard-made, and I bleed red and blue all day. That's right, Zo life or no life. This path called life has taken me to many places. And one thing about me, I'm gonna meet and make friends along the way. So if it's true what they say about your network being one of your greatest assets, well then I love to say it, my network is lit. Tap in for real people, real conversations, and real stories. This is Jen and Friends. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into another episode of Jen and Friends. Today, I have the wonderful Angela Yvonne. All right, Angela's love story with media began after graduating from the University of North Carolina at Pembroke with a double BS in public relations and broadcasting. Her comfortability with media behind the scenes as a publicist pushed her to the front, gaining keen knowledge of all things pop culture. Four years ago, Angela participated in Veganary. I can't say that. Vegan Veganary. How do you say it? Veganuary. Veganuary. Okay. A month-long challenge for those looking to go vegan and has been loving life on the green side ever since. After becoming a vegan, Angela merged her love for a holistic lifestyle and pop culture to create Vegan Pop Eats. And Vegan Pop Eats is a brand for anyone who wants to live a plant-based vegan lifestyle without feeling overwhelmed in the process. It educates, showcases the hottest vegan spaces and trends and creates a community for people on their journey to veganism. Welcome, Angela. Thank you so
1: much. I really Mm -hmm. appreciate it.
0: Thank you for coming. This has been a long time in the making. And before I even tell you to introduce yourself, let me um, tell people how I met you because I was telling my friend the other day and I was like, I think we out, Black women in media, um, the summit. Um, yeah. Was that like 2018? Yeah. In like March 2018. So, like, yeah, oh my gosh, like four years ago this month. Yeah. And I don't know if I was taking a picture in the mirror or you were taking a picture in the mirror, but I just remember we were like in the back somewhere and some, and there were mirrors and like somebody was taking something. And I don't know, somebody said something to somebody and that's how we connected. I
1: think I was asking you about. Um, you you taking pictures because you had a camera and stuff like that and I was like oh that's so dope or whatever and then that was it and then we would just see each other in different spaces I thought I I think I've seen you maybe twice after that or maybe once after that in a different space it it. might have been that whole
0: weekend yeah each other and then after that it was just like I know I don't know if I've seen you in the flesh since but we, we talk and we chat like yes. nobody's business. Yes, we Kiki and Kaka, honey. <laughs> well, let me let you introduce yourself to the people them, And um, yeah, tell them who you are, girl.
1: Well, I am Angela Yvonne and I am the host and creator of Vegan Pop Eats, where we are changing the perception of living in the vegan lifestyle through conversations, cuisines, and conscious living. And I just want to show you how dope it is over here on the green side without you feeling overwhelmed and without you feeling like it's not possible because, you know, we're in dire need of us really taking a hold of our health because it is our biggest currency. And also, Um, experts are saying that, you know, in 10 years, we're not going to have any choice because if we keep eating meat and with the emissions that the animals are, you know, emitting into the atmosphere it's destroying our planet. So, um, (laughs) I just want to show people that we can do it. You know, African-Americans is the highest demographic that are crossing over to the green side and it's just been dope. It's just been dope.
0: That's awesome. Uh, I didn't know that about in 10 years being forced to not eat meat.
1: Um, oh, you have 10 years before the, the planet really shows y'all what time it is. Right. 10 years. It's probably less than that. It's probably less than, it's probably like around eight now. But yeah, we have 10 years before we stop, you know, consuming meat and, okay. you know, doing the things that we're not supposed to be doing because the planet is really not playing with us
0: right i mean i'm i'm like i'm somewhat aware because you know obviously i I eat meat um but i've been like cutting down on the types of meat that i eat and then it's also like especially living in the states having to be focused on the fact that you have to buy organic or like grass fed, whatever it's like well what what was y'all feeding them before you know um so I'm super like health conscious. Like I'm going to pay for the, for the. Oh,
1: absolutely. The fat fat
0: like, and, like if yeah. all of
1: us would just, if all of everyone else would just, you know, limit the, con- the consummation, consummation, the consuming mm-hmm. of meat, it would do a great deal. It would do right. a great deal.
0: I'm there, girl, even with the fish. Cause then it's like, you think, oh, I'm going to just eat seafood. And then you, you learn. No,
1: that's <laughs> well, part of it too.
0: Yeah, like, I was like, wait a minute, like, you know, learning the different types of like, like salmon, I'm not that well versed in, in seafood. And I don't really care for a lot of it anyway. But I'm like, I'll mess up some salmon. But even reading about that, like, I, I don't want that farm-raised joint. Like, I want the fresh, you know what I mean? And but it's like, there's so much then it's like sustainability. I do care about that. Like, um, I'm not one of those, like, I mean, sometimes, you know, I care about the animals, but I'm not one of those people that's like... <laughs> a like oh don't kill the animals right but I do care about like sustainability and realizing that our the way we consume is not uh very sustainable um long-term anyway so I am aware of that but I did want to ask you like how did you even end up on this path you know to veganism and then eventually turning it into a brand
1: well with my start was when my mother had gotten breast cancer. I had just moved to New York and she had had, um, when I first graduated from college, you know, she had cancer. So I stayed home a year after college and things of that nature. And then when they were like, okay, she's, you know, good. I left. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: um, I had just moved to Harlem in 20. I'm trying to think, was it 2012? 2012. Or was it 2011? I I forgot the date, but it was right around the time when Sandy hit New York. Mm -hmm. And um, I had just moved in. I was pursuing PR. And my mom called me and was like, yo, they found a lump. And, And I was like, well, do I need to come home? And she was like, yeah, you need to come home. And I had just moved into my apartment. I had just been in New York for like barely under two and a half months barely understood him. Mm. So I picked up, I paid my um, new roommate, you know, a month's rent because it was such she a quick notice. Like my mom called me on a Monday and I was on that bus like Thursday. Wow. And so I went home, took care of her until she passed. Mm. And while I was there, you know, I was thinking about like, what do you really want to do? Like, Cause I, you know, I have a couple of degrees, but I've always did like hospitality. I've worked in fast food, I've waited tables, you know, did PR, you know, just all kinds of different stuff because I am a creative, but I never really the only thing that I ever wanted to do is be on air. Like I've always like, I think you I think you could ask my cousins or whatever. They've always been like, Angela always wanted to be famous like she wanted to be where she was influential to somebody about something right I mean my my personality is big I'm just very like
0: oh.
1: <laughs> you know, I fit the part I fit the part <laughs> so um so when that happened I you know I reached out to Delaina Dixon who was on the gossip table which was on VH1 I was sitting in my living room you know and at that time my mom was wasn't as wasn't was just starting to you know take her chemo and stuff like that so i was just like okay you know i'm sitting there and i'm just like i gotta figure out a way to um keep a new york address i had to i had to figure out a way because there was no entertainment no kind of outlet in north carolina right like that lifestyle is more so like you're in the military you know you might be a teacher. You, you you marry somebody in the military, but as far as entertainment and creativity, no, there was nothing there. And it, and at that time there was no like TikTok and there was no like people right. on Instagram doing you know lives and all this other stuff, and you know, so delana Dixon gave me my very first celebrity interview because wow. she has a blog called divagalsdaily.com mm-hmm. and so um, you know, I reached out to her, told her what was going on and she was just like, okay. And at first they, you know, was like, oh, you can do a little social media. I ain't know nothing about social media. So I was <laughs> doing whatever on their Facebook page. And one of them, one of the founders was like, oh, you have to be very careful what you post on this. Cause we have a specific audience, Da da da. da. And then, you know, like a, I, th- I say like a week after that, Delena reached out to me and was like, yo, do you want to do an interview over the phone? And mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah! So I right. went to Best Buy and got my little miniature um, tape recorder. And my very first celebrity interview was Ales. She's a singer out of New Jersey, mm-hmm. and she sings just like Aaliyah. But her her um her her I guess her personality or her her persona is more like Tim Burton, a mix okay. of like Tim Burton. And she can sing, like she can sing sing. And so after that, it was like, I was doing like, I think I ended up during the course of the whole thing, I ended up doing about maybe 50 or 60, 70 interviews Uh with with just people like I've interviewed Jada Pinkett, I've done Tamron Hall, I did... Um, the biggest loser. I've done like all of those people from, you know, from the comfort of my home. And I also went on a press tour in Chicago. She sent me on a press tour for a, a show called Sirens. Right. And from then I was like, yes, you know, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I want, you know, wanted to do. And she gave me the opportunity. And she also gave me a space where, you know, I could, you know, she would post my interviews. She would post you know um any kind of blog writing that I would have and she posted on there so when when all of that was going on and then you know as my mom got worse you know I sort of put that I didn't do as much cuz I was you know taking care of her and you know trying to work with a little piece ass job that I had there cuz in that town all you can do is wait tables if you're wanting to make decent money you right. can't you know everything was like seven dollars an hour or whatever and you sit in them long hours no i need to be making anywhere from you know 50 to 70 dollars an hour you know and so <clears throat> when when she finally passed i was just like i gotta go back to new york because i know my story is not done right so i sold her house and then you know the money that i got from my house from the house i came up here and um supported my life for a year here where, you know, I was able, I didn't have to work like fully full time. And, you know, I was able to take all my um, hosting classes that I needed to take and, you know, figuring out how I'm going to make this real so I could possibly, you know, pitch to somebody so I could be on somebody's show, but it never panned out like that. It just never, I always had to, you know, sort of freelance, slash free ninety nine to get what I needed. You know what I'm saying? Because the jobs when you're on air, it's not like you can go on indeed and there they are. It's more so word of mouth for, you know, when you see like all these girls who are working like for um the different platforms, it's more so like, okay, um you, you you know when I first started I was oblivious on how people are getting on. I thought you could just, you know, find the jobs like you know on LinkedIn or whatever but one day it just sort of clicked for me where I was like the reason why these girls are getting all these major opportunities because they went to school with these producers mm-hmm. they went to college and did their internships with them so they already had a network so mm-hmm. when it came time for them to rise in the rank they always pulled from you know oh she used to be my girl and she right. you know she wanted to be on tv so let me give her this opportunity well you know yeah and then the producers are are low-key people who want to be on camera so they will do do a segment produce it and be in front of the camera so they're not they're not they're not going to give you those types of opportunities and I was sending out I was sending out resumes I was sending out just different things that I've done and nobody was checking for me so um I was waiting tables at Capitol Grill and there was this girl named Vashti. Um, and she was like, yo, come with me to, um, she was like, come with me to the 4040 Club because, you know, it was the night that um, Hillary Clinton was, um, you know, going against Donald Trump. Wow. And I met this girl named, Liz- oh my gosh, she's going to kill me, Latressa. I always call her Latressa, but I think her name's Latressa. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm a hot mess. Sorry, and so Lucita. she- She, um, had a, um, she had a production company and she was just like, oh, you know, you could come out to, I need a host for, you know, or I need a, you know, um, an on-air talent for the urban, um, the urban world, um, festival. That's the movie festival that comes here every year. And so she would, you know, call me to be on, on, um, the red carpet for her. And then I started getting like little, little um interviews that way so I could you know put him to my reel then it was then you know that was that was few and far between and so I had reached out to her one day and I was like yo you know anybody looking for on air or a correspondent and she pointed me in the direction of Empress Lenice, who had a show called the L spot show and she had been doing it for years out of the Brooklyn media Mm-hmm. Um, cause we have a Brooklyn media space here where you can go and learn how to edit. You can have your own show on their channel, you know, it's a community channel, but it's, you know, people really, you know, yeah. connect with Brooklyn media. And so f- she gave me an opportunity. Like she saw what I did and she was like, yeah, you know, I'm looking for a host, you know, come through. So I did that for two years. So I was able to build, you know, being on TV I was able to um, get more comfortable with the teleprompter, you know, doing it off the cuff. You know, I just learned some valuable, you know, things there. And then that was right along the that was right along the lo- time that I um, became vegan. Right. And she would give us responsibilities where, you know, she would give us time on the show where we were responsible for producing it, whatever kind of content we wanted to give out. So I was like, OK, since I crossed off with vegan and I would Google like vegan lifestyle shows and things of that nature and I saw nothing and I and when I did see it, they didn't look like they didn't look like me you know so I was just like okay I'm gonna do a do a segment about veganism and my first segment was at the urban um vegan kitchen and I was trying to convince my produce excuse me produce convince my producer that vegan mac and cheese is bomb and it <laughs> was trying to you know cross her over whatever so we did this you know segment it turned out cute and I was hooked after that and then I was like you know what I'm about to, you know, really be in these streets showing people what's hot in the vegan streets and in in mesh, you know, vegan pop eats. The name came to me like in a dream because I love being vegan, I love pop culture and I like to eat. So I just put all three of those together and it just mm-hmm. it just sounds good. Vegan Pop Eats. Vegan Pop Eats. And so um when that happened, I just really I just started reaching out to different restaurants and was like, yo, I want to come through, do a segment because people don't know about our lifestyle. And my first season, you know, people were just like, okay, come through because nobody was doing it. Everybody was like, come through, come through, come through. So um, fast forward, you know, to COVID and we were in lockdown and I was like, oh my God, I'm just getting momentum, you know, because my goal is to be on a major platform. Like my goal is to be like the vegan Oprah or the vegan Rachel Ray, where I have products, I have, you know, situations, magazines, I want a billboard, I want to be on a cover, you know, all these different things. And I was just like, well, how am I going to keep vegan pop eats popping? If, if, you know, the mayor, daddy said, we can't go nowhere, right? You gotta be In the house. And so I was looking online to see what the media girls were doing because they weren't on red carpets either. And they weren't, you know, doing certain things. And all of them were just like, oh, we're doing lives. Everybody's in the house. We're doing lives. So I was like, I can do a live. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can do a live. So then I just started reaching out to different vegan, you know, um, people who are operating in space. And my first, like one of my first interviews with Jennifer Sto- Stokovic. Stoke, Stokey Stokey Oh my gosh. She's going to kill me. I always murder her name. And she's like, everybody murders my last name all the time. It's Russian, but she is the founder of the vegan women's summit. Okay. So she was like my first interview. And then, you know, I interviewed the invisible vegan. I had, you know, just different people, the raw girl, just all these different people. But then when John Sally was like, Cause I kept reach. I was like, I need somebody big. And I reached out to John Sally and I was just on his neck and he was just like, okay, I'll do it. And wow. he came on. Yeah. He was, he, cause I would just be sliding. I'd be like, you need to be on my show. Like stop playing with me. <laughs> and um, he, he came on and he was so gracious and so dope. And once he, he said yes, I knew what I had was popping. Right. Cause then after that, it was like, I could name drop. Like, these are the people who've been on my show. You need right. to be on my show. Right. And right. so fast forward, it's been, my baby will be two years old in in June. She'll oh. be two. Vegan Pop Eats will be yeah, two. I feel like
0: it's been around so much longer.
1: I know. It'll be two, like really like serious. It's been two years because I got my LLC, my trademark, you know, stuff like that. So I'll say in t- two years, in the year and a half that I've been doing this, I've done some really great things for someone who is not on a major platform. Right. And so from then it's just been, every, you know, I'm just setting goals for myself and focusing on them and, you know, trying to figure out how to crush it. And so, you know, I've had, I've done over a hundred influential, you know, interviews and people are viewing vegan pop eats as a media space right. and you know now I'm just in the process of just getting bigger and going higher because you know I want to eventually have a a team that's really going to make this as special as I know that it is it's going to be so that's where it is now and and I'm super excited you know now it's come full circle because now Jennifer has asked me to you know, speak at the vegan women's summit and i'm still i i think i'm going to probably have a shock when i get to la because it's a full because she was like one she was there at the beginning yeah. and then you know to be able to be on a panel and speak to like the influential people that i'm speaking to on this panel are a huge deal in the vegan and
0: open major doors for you. Yeah. And climate and change in and alert. stuff like that. Yeah. because yeah, The content to back it up. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Cause my first one was at the seafood and wine festival. And I was just like, Oh shoot. You know, I got to meet people in our space, but then, you know, she was like, okay, you're going to open up. You're going to open up, you know, the vegan women's summit. Because my first panel is at 9.15. And I'll be speaking to Maggie Baird, who is Billie Eilish's mother. Oh, wow. then Yeah, and I'll be speaking to Genesis Butler, and she's a 15-year-old animal climate change activist. And she's been to Congress. Like, she's out here really in the street. She's done a TED Talk at the age of 10. Like, she's nothing to play with. And then, line, then Lana Webbernot, she is also... Um, a big deal because she is the one who um, started the change for Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts to have plant based options. Oh, and wow. She's not,
0: yes, she's the one who put it into motion. That's what's up. Yeah. I'm very proud of you because, um, like I mentioned, we met four years ago. And, you know, I was in Boston at the time and you're in New York, but we still, whether it's like DMing or on Twitter or, you know, picking up the phone call every time we check in, it's a vibe. Yeah. You always like moving, like, you know what I mean? And like, you motivate me because even doing this, you know, I said to you earlier, like, I wasn't really trying to do the, the whole video thing. Cause I was like, Oh, that's a whole nother layer of production and preparation. But right. we are after one conversation with Angela. So like, you're like a dope person to have. So I definitely see all of that for you. Cause you are like the definition of like, persistence and like you know being consistent with what you're doing you know what i mean so girl because i don't have no plan b like right what COVID covet taught me a lot
1: it taught me you know even through your hardest days your hardest days are great days because you're betting on yourself right that's a because yeah, when COVID, a quote. <laughs> yeah when COVID hit it really showed people's true colors because what really disappointed me because I you know I always work like you know a part-time-ish type job because you know when you're first starting out you don't necessarily pull down you know a living wage but you believe in yourself so much that you're just like you know even if I gotta eat ramen noodles or even if I gotta eat you know sandwiches you know to be able to to you know get me in the space that I'm supposed to get that's that's how I you know and I'm trying not to be in that space because it is a strength and it's a weakness because it shows that I can work and I can persevere but it also makes you accustomed to always working in a struggle mode right right. we don't have to exactly it's all about your network and stuff like that but with COVID you know I was working at this space and I remember it because they shut us down, I think it was like March 15th or something like that in 2019. And, and they were like, oh, we're about to shut it down. You know, the city's about to go on lockdown, da, 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 da. And the owner of the space that I worked at, he owned, you know, five locations. So that's like, you know, probably a hundred, I'm just going to say like a hundred employees. Right. Right. He didn't come down to say, y'all, you know, I know this is going to be hard on y'all. I know this is where you get your money from. You know, he's a multimillionaire child. He didn't come down to say, you know, have a group meeting as in, you know, saying like, when we do reopen, y'all always have, you you can have your job back. You know, here's $500 a piece because $500 would have not been nothing to him, given to 100 people. You know what I'm saying? At least 500 to, to, you know, until your unemployment kicks in. And I'm grateful that I had, you know, worked enough where my unemployment was was pretty cute for me to be in the house as long as I was. But at the same time, you know, it was like, yo, we made you hot. Right. You could at least give the common courtesy to be like, yo. Bye. You afforded me this fly ass loft in williamsburg which i know you playing a penny for you could have you could have done something but i didn't he didn't say nothing they were just like y'all make sure that y'all go and get your you know your unemployment and i was just like after that i said i i if i go to work for somebody it has to be beneficial to vegan pop eats right and so now i work at the hottest vegan space in In New York, we've gotten, you know, our birthday is coming up. We're throwing a big party on Saturday, um, April 3rd. And our executive chef has been getting placements and placements and placements. It's hard to get in there. And in that space, I could show up as Vegan Pop Eats. I could show up as Angela Yvonne. I could talk about all the different stuff. And they celebrate that shit.
0: Right. And,
1: you know, I've gained, you know, followers through it. I've gained, you know, information through it. So it's beneficial, even though I don't really particularly feel at this time in my life that I should be waiting tables. But a friend of mine made me, you know, realize that, you know, you have to think about the bigger goal. Right. So instead of you being embarrassed or feeling like you are not um, able to work full time on your brand, you have to think about that this job is allowing you freedom to be able to go and be wherever you want to be. And it's and and this is not a slight on anybody who waits tables because waiting tables, there are people who are pulling down six figures in New York City waiting tables. I believe it. Like hardcore money going on vacay, you know, popping bottles, doing whatever. But for me and for my ministry, you know, I feel I want to be able to, you know, do whatever I'm doing full time without a side hustle because that take also takes away Absolutely. even though it is providing me with the option to be able to you know I'm able to set my schedule where you know I only have to work four days a week or work three days a week and I'm able to pull down whatever I need in order to you know survive but you know I you know there comes a time where you want to elevate and you want to grow up no
0: so I it's, that, girl. So it's one of those struggle. things
1: that you know I you know you know, cause I see my chefs and she's, she's, um, she's growing in what she's supposed to be because she's a chef. So it makes sense for her to be, you know, in a restaurant and stuff like I'm not a chef, right? you know, and, you know, and for me, you know, assisting someone with their million dollar dreams, I have million dollar dreams as well. So it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm weaning myself off because I've given myself a date where, you know, I no longer want to be, you know, slinging
0: vegan food. Right. So I, I completely, that definitely resonates. Excuse me. It definitely resonates like when you're a creative with a brand that you're working on, but you're not there yet where like, I can do this full time and it's paying me what I am worth and you have to, you know, it's like a, a, a balance between time and money, you know, because yeah. like, the money, the thing what I'm doing, but it also takes time away from what I want to do, so I'm forever there with you, and I definitely resonate with that part about, like, the struggle, like, you know, um, I was thinking more so, like, survival mode, like, you know how to survive, you know how to get things done, you know how to, like, you know, when they say, like, making a dollar out of 25 cent, like, we can yeah. do, that. like, we know how to do that, but it's, like, there is when do you get to that point and when do you recognize that point where like listen i need to go from i did what i had to do but now i need to thrive i can't just yes. because it is a different mentality and you realize like like i'm definitely on that like working smarter not harder like if it yes. don't make sense i'm not going to do it i don't care if, like, yes, it could bring me more money, yes, it could, but if, like, if it's going to, like, make me feel crazy, if it means I'm gonna have to lose sleep now, yeah, away from me, like, I don't know if it's worth it, you know what I mean, so it has to just make sense on every level, so I think every, like, that was actually, like, leading into one of my, like, one of the other things I want to talk about, like, just building a brand, like, And you're building a brand around something that you live by too like what are like some of the i would guess i guess i want to know like some of the 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 highs of it and then like what are and you've talked about it already but like some of the lessons while building a brand like it's taught you
1: well one thing it it, it's taught me that um number one to always bet on yourself because i've always betted on myself like i like like i never did anything the conventional way, never like, because the conventional way is okay, graduate from college I go get me a great job. And, you know, you know, I did, I did the, I did the internships and I, I even did internships after I had graduated from college because, you know, different people give you different types of information like their list, like, you know, you should, you know, interning back then, you know, you're not really getting paid nothing you're getting paid with experience so I so I would come from that mentality like oh experience is you know whatever the case may be and that's why I'm trying to reprogram my mind that you have put in the work already right so people shouldn't feel comfortable enough asking you to you know do something for free Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? Or you shouldn't feel comfortable enough being like, the only way that I would feel comfortable if someone asked me to do for free, if the audience is so big that right. I know that it's going to come back to me. Right,
0: right.
1: Like if, today, like if the Today Show say, Angela, we want to do a segment on da 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 da, da. You need me to be there. <laughs> what time, please. But if Leon around the corner... Right. With his vegetable, you know, cart talking about come around here and let me show you about this watermelon. <laughs> I'm I'm not here for it. I'm I'm right. not and it's not even because I think I'm better. And it's not even because of that. It's just that I've already I've grinded out to this point. And this point ain't even this point is like a, a tiny knock
0: Right.
1: versus what I know it's going to be. Right. So if 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 I've done you know, over, you know, a hundred interviews with all these influential people, there's no reason why I can't get a financial reward for it versus a verbal reward for it. Right. And versus exposure for it. Mm Because if I'm doing all this by myself with me and a videographer or me by myself, you know, when you come into the picture, it should alleviate and be an asset to whatever I'm doing right but because I'm operating in a space that hasn't even been really tapped in yet because there is no vegan lifestyle show there is no you know someone in in, you know um talking to the people who are doing things in the vegan space this time next year it will be right because they're already dabbling in it now I'm seeing you know whispers now and fortunately I have you know been in you know did the groundwork so far so yes I know my rewards are coming right I know that it, it, that the things that I know and the things that I've worked hard for is coming through but you know building this brand and not really having a blueprint I didn't have a blueprint I didn't I didn't have anyone to be like oh Angela you should do it this this this, this and this I've always just went, went, went with my gut yeah And my gut has just been like, okay, Angela, what are the things that you enjoy doing? I love talking to people, love interviewing. I love learning about different things. And I love being, you know, influential to someone or teaching someone how to be better and and being able to see that, you know, I'm not perfect and being able to see that no matter what I, you know, have going on, I'm still trying to, you know, get to the American dream of freedom.
0: Right. I think, um, thank you for sharing that. Cause I can definitely resonate with, you know, when you're literally forging the path, like yeah. the no path to follow, like, you you know, my work with the other Boston. Absolutely. Yeah. Like just, um, I would, you know, I told you I was on a call before that, but I was talking to a young lady cause she does something similar and it's like, it's really hard to articulate to other people you know, what it is you're doing. And especially when you're, it's like a business as well. Um, when you've got to treat it like a business and it's really right. hard as a creative when it's like, it's in my brain and it, I'm a visionary. That's what I've learned about myself. I'm a visionary and I've had to um, bet on myself. I, yeah. I have learned, I need to trust myself more because I'm usually right <laughs> when right. it comes to like, when I'm making decisions, like if not, it's still a learning experience and I'm still going to be right because I'm going to use what I learned. To go make it what it needs to make it, um, but I, I definitely resonate with that when you're when you are like the first to do it and you're you're literally building it out. You know what I mean? And it's 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 that's another struggling itself even when we're talking about business or whatever because you know I've had people give me advice and I'm like thank you I'm glad that works for your gym business right. you have a regular brick and mortar or you have like you know something that you go to the bank and they get it but I don't know how to you know what I'm saying so it's like it's literally just vibes like I'm yeah. literally just going off of vibes but we still make it some pop so you already know like if we don't bet on ourselves like Ain't nothing gonna happen because no one else is gonna True. bet on you because they can't even see what you can see, you know. Because the fact that you've been doing this for a few years and now people are just starting to like catch on, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, you know, that quote on social media that you see a lot where it's like, I'm like that, I'm that song that you said the yes. album that you found out was fire later. That's how I feel like I am. i be like, all oh. right, you know, so I definitely understand that. And I just want to thank you for sharing that. I kind of want to switch gears a little bit and talk about like just the veganism aspect because I know I am, I don't know if I could go full on vegan, but I definitely am looking to be more plant-based and I just kind of want to like just pick your brain on like some of the misconceptions about veganism, particularly in our community. Um, And also like what are some benefits that, you know, you personally have experienced or that you know of by being part of the, you know being team vegan I guess so
1: well the biggest misconception is that it's expensive when it really isn't expensive it's only expensive when you add in things that aren't particularly healthy for you if you stick with the whole foods and you stick with the fresh vegetables your your grocery bill should not be high you can go to Trader Joe's they're really they're really budget-friendly um, depending on where you live at go to the different farmers markets that's very budget friendly but if you are thinking that is expensive it's only expensive when you're adding in like you know your first round when you get all your condiments or your first round when you're buying you know the faux cheeses and the faux meats and things of that nature those you know range anywhere from 3 dollars to probably you know nine dollars a package right So those can be expensive. And if you are a vegan who most vegans, when they're first starting out, they, they fill their grocery carts with all the faux feet, faux meats, like the faux hot dogs, the faux hamburgers, (laughs) faux nuggets, you know, the cheese, because they're wanting to emulate what they used to eat. Right. But when you really get an understanding that those are more like treats versus every day you're cooking it because- with anything processed, whether it's vegan or not, um, it's still harmful if you consume too much of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line. And so for me, I like to let people know that, you know, it's not that expensive. It's, it really, truly isn't like on when I really be like on my, you know, thing and just going grocery shopping for, you know, every, I, I say each week I spend about Mm, anywhere from twenty to maybe sixty dollars.
0: Right, that's pretty good. And,
1: and that's because I'm getting like fresh organic vegetables. You know, I'm juicing, and then you know, once you juice, you know, you might have to go back and get you know some more. You know, whatever it is, because you're doing fruits. Or if I'm really in my bag about juicing, or in my bag about eating salads and stuff like that, and you you know, once you eat it, you you know there's you know every 4 days you go and get what you you know to add to whatever is left of what you already purchased Right. because some things go back go um bad than others but for the most part i think that's the biggest misconception and then also people feel like they're going to miss out if they're not eating chicken, fish or beef and that's not true it's it's not true you have to my thing and my motto is always I'll try anything long as it doesn't smell bad. Okay. Because I feel that we do a disservice when we automatically be like, oh no, I could never.
0: Right. Because
1: when you say I can't, that just basically means that you're not making it a priority. It's not, no, like you can't. The only way you can is if you're dead. Right. That's the only way that you can't is if you're dead. That's it. Mm -hmm. But if you're alive, you can.
0: Right.
1: You can and you just have to decide what is important to you. Like, is it important to you to show up as your best self? Is it important to you to be able to live a life without being on a bunch of medicines? Mm. Is it important to you to have a great quality of life? You know, you have to, You, I always tell people, that you always have to have serious conversations with yourself you can't have a serious conversation about what you got going on with someone else because someone's um thoughts about whatever you're doing will change the trajectory of whatever you really supposed to do because we all you know always feel like we need a co-signer on our lives right and I've realized that when you don't get a cosign, and you just do whatever you're going to do. It's just easier. Right. It's just easier. Right. So with the vegan, with being vegan, being plant-based, being alkaline or whatever the case would be, it's just one of those things that you just have a conversation with yourself. And the minute that you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And for me, whenever I, you know, say that I'm going to do something the universe has a way of putting those things in in my view in order to make it so Mm -hmm. and it has to be a serious like okay this is what I'm going to do like if I say okay I'm I this deadline this is a deadline this is what I need to get done my body and my mind will get information and get get it done But if I don't never say, oh, I need to, I'll always think that I have another day to do it, or I have a couple more hours to do it, or just, just different kinds of things. So when it comes to living a certain lifestyle or living, you know, your best thing, and you know, you and I have had, had this conversation prior to we, you know, recording where, you know, I talk about, you know, how I'm always, I'm always talking about losing 30 pounds. I'm always talking about it. Like, it's like, girl, I'm about to lose it. You can go on my stories. You'll see me at the gym. You'll see me wherever. But I can honestly say that when I, I'm not really in my bag with that. Like I'm doing the steps, but I'm not really in my bag. And when I say in my bag, in my bag is no problem. Like yeah. nothing's going nope. to interrupt whatever I'm talking about. Right. In, yeah. in my bag means I'm getting up at 6 a.m. and going to, and do whatever I'm supposed to do because summer's right around the corner.
0: Right, we got to we might have, summer's already here, girl, in Houston. You know but- what I'm
1: saying? So it's one of those things where, you know, and it's a work in progress because changing changing how you do certain things, it's easy to let things um, deter you from going wherever, wherever, but- you know when you're serious about something. Like you know you know when you about to press the gas. You right. know it. And no one can tell you what that feeling is like. Right. It's it's almost equivalent of I don't know if you ever heard this was when you really get sick and tired, that's when it yeah. when you really apply pressure. Yeah. And it's obvious that I'm not sick and tired because I'm not applying pressure. Right. And I know that. So it's not something where I'm feeling bad about it. It's just that, you know, things will show up and I'll be like, I should have took my ass to the gym. <laughs> or because, because to be honest, me not going to the gym, it's like, it's not like I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. Me right. not going to the gym means I'm sitting or laying down in my bed, watching TikTok videos, right. watching, you know, everybody well, else live well, their fabulous sounds- life. That's what I do. And I ain't even going to hold you. And then when I see them, I'm like, shit, I should have had my ass <laughs> in the gym. I could have watched this on the treadmill.
0: Right. No, I'm the same. I watch and say workout videos. Yeah. <laughs> like literally have a whole playlist. Girl, Girl. I remember oh. I remember the one time,
1: the couple times. Well, one time when I was really in my bag, what used to motivate me is that I would watch I would get all the fitness uh, magazines. I would go and look at cute um workout gear. I would go I would go to the stores that I eventually wanted to buy something in the size that I wanted to be. I used I bought an actual like I would go to like maybe the thrift store because I wasn't going to spend a whole bunch of money on you know whatever but I would the size that I wanted to be I went to the thrift store I got that because right now I have a bikini on my wall right now
0: (laughs) yep I was like (laughs) she gonna flip the camera (laughs) you see it I see it (laughs) I mean you gotta start like you gotta you do have to create curate the environment yeah you can do yeah
1: and I and I'm I've been looking at it and I, and it's in my favorite color. And I'm like, I'm getting in that motherfucker.
0: We're going to be accountability partners because yeah, cause, I cause said, I'm going to get me a gym membership. This and week. it's not, yeah. And it's not that, you know, it's not like, oh, losing
1: weight will, you know, um, be the end all the be all. But for me, I, that's just been that one thing that I never really, I would commit, get it done. And I tell people, you give me one compliment after I've really been put in work over <laughs> i've done what i needed to do somebody told me i was popping and i've done let the first compliment be like oh you lost some weight
0: i'm going to eat going to eat girl hey right. to celebrate that I that right. yeah, you lost the weight let's put it back on through food um, <laughs> but i said
1: this year you know i'm not i'm not doing that circle again it's like angela you know by the end of the summer if it's not off we're not talking about it no more. It's, it's done because right. you've been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And if you really not going to put yourself first like that, don't tell nobody else.
0: Right. I, I really love and appreciate about you that you always keep it funky. Because um, I'm not delusional. You're not like she's like Angela's like the person I'm gonna call. I remember I had that issue, that situation. I was like, I need somebody to tell me about myself if I was wrong. So I, like, I love, I always love talking to you. I love watching your journey on social media. I'm always rooting for you. Like, I literally, I can't wait. Can you, um? because, you know, a girl got to go to work. So um, can you let me know or let the audience know next steps for Angela Yvonne and Vegan Pop Eats, and then let us know where we can find you and connect with you?
1: Well, the next step is global domination. And... Oh. You heard it here first. <laughs> yes, the next step is global domination. But the next step is really, I'm going to, uh, I'll be revving up more content. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be back in the streets as far as giving you content with my vegan pop eats lifestyle show. Um, yeah, I'm on my road to 10,000. I'm trying to get to 10,000 okay. plus by you know June, June 14th, which is my birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's the date that I always launch something on. So yeah, I'm trying to really get in my bag and really get on that level because that number will open up opportunities that I need in order to really put vegan pop eats on the map. And also my goal for 2023 is to be on a large platform and I'm, That Vegan Pop Eats is an actual show where people will enjoy and, you know, have a good time learning about being in this space. And Vegan Pop Eats is not just for vegans, it's for people who are wanting to be part of this lifestyle and just needs, you know, like a concierge or need someone who is, you know, really trying to elevate in the lifestyle.
0: Right
1: without any judgment so that's that's what's next for Angela and next for Angela is I'm getting these 30 pounds off I'm not even gonna play with y'all I know that's right (laughs) you know and at the end of the year at the end of the summer I'm wanting to um i'm wanting to move into a bit into a space where it really supports what vegan pop eats is all about i don't know if it's gonna be la i don't know if it's gonna be miami i'm leaning heavy to miami y'all i, leaning,
0: I feel like that's where you i'm get.
1: leaning real heavy because i feel like the opulence and the luxury that right here i i need that in my life i'm ready to be around opulence and excellence uh, and i'm not saying it's not here in new york but I want to see it on a daily basis mm-hmm. because when you see it on a daily basis, it's, it's more inspirational and it's more motivational than uh-huh. you seeing it every now and then. And when you can see it in real life and touch it. Right. Yeah. I want to be where I can see it in real life and touch it. You moved to Miami now. I got two spots to stay at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how can the people find you? Well, you can find me anywhere it says Vegan Pop Eats. But on IG, you can find me on Vegan Pop Eats 2 On YouTube, make sure that you binge watch my seasons one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the hot spots that I've been um, thus far in this amazing journey. And stay tuned for season four. We'll be launching that in April, early May. And I'm gonna be in the streets this summer. So you might see me in Houston. Um, be you outside. Know, you might see me, we outside. we outside all 2022 and we get into the bag. I heard that. Um,
0: thank you so much for tapping in and like, I appreciate you so much, girl. I appreciate you too, because I just, I'm
1: always tickled when somebody want to hear what I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: I love, I need more, uh, pop content. I'm going to be real with you because anytime you would do, whether it was like your, your IG live, I don't know if it was an IG live with your roommate, like during the pandemic or even recently, like your, your, your talk about Kanye. I always love your content when it comes to pop culture. You do? i told you that like can i get a podcast can i get something oh my goodness i love consume pop culture but most of the time i don't really care what most people are saying because they're just saying stupid stuff but i always love when you have like some type of commentary so i would love okay well i will
1: start doing whenever i will start doing them weekly for you
0: Sure. I appreciate it. You know, throw some vegan food in there because you know even if to- it's just you, I'm just gonna, that's you know, okay, I'm, I'm assuming I'm gonna share it with people because that's what I do. Okay, so whenever
1: <laughs> something happens in pop culture each week, I will have my comment and you mm-hmm. know, cause I call it my two cents that nobody asked me for but I'm gonna give it I love you. it. Right.
0: I love it. Listen, I want it. I'm asking for it. So, okay. But thank you. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in for another episode. Thank you so N- much. much. Yes, y'all. And I'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jen and Friends. If you love the content, make sure you subscribe here on Anchor and feel free to leave me a voice message. You can also find me on Instagram at Jen and Friends and at I am Genevieve Angelique. Remember, sharing is caring. And until next time, peace and blessings, friends.